Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. It's really not how long can you pay attention, but how easily are you distracted by something other than what you're paying attention to. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the psychology of attention spans. There's this concept in popular psychology of the attention span, the idea that there's a particular amount of time that people are able to devote to some task that's in front of them, and that amount of time may differ for different people and can also be affected by various factors, which then inevitably leads older people in any culture to decry the attention span that is withering in the younger generation. And there are two logical options. <laughs> One is 50 generations ago, people could pay attention to things for days at a time and it has slowly been eroding. Or older people just think the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Get off my lawn! <laughs> so, okay. So it, it clearly is the case that that people engage with particular tasks for particular amounts of time, right? So the, the very same teenager, for example, who will read a book for homework for 64 seconds at a stretch will play the latest video game for four and a half hours without a potty break. So there's, there's clearly differences in the ability to engage with stuff. Um, but, and, and some of those are individual differences, right? Because if you think about, um, the focus of attention, there are individual differences in how diffuse our attentional focus is. Some people really are laser focused on whatever's in front of them. And, you know, small explosive devices could be going off around them and they, they wouldn't notice it. Um, and then other people have a much more diffuse attentional style in which crickets chirping, you know, uh, three counties away are distracting from whatever task that they're engaging in. And, and the more that you have that diffuse attentional style, the more that the, the shorter your attention span, uh, in the way that we would think about it, because the, it, it's just harder to focus on a particular task because there's other things going on in the environment. And, I, and I'll say real quick on this, one reason why that's important, you could say, well, why do we have this individual difference? But, you know, imagine a species in which everyone was just laser focused on the thing right in front of them, right? That an elephant or, or a lion, a lion creeps up on that group and they're all gone. This, this lion creeps up and just wipes out the entire group because everyone was paying attention to that, you know, plant. So thank God we have people like Ted. Yeah. With the fuse attention spans. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So so it's important that somebody is is not what was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you hear that? I don't know. Yeah. So is there any relevance to um, the argument that, you know, with all of the technology, kids are getting less attention like they yes. have less attention. But but he, here's the thing. You you can't talk about the concept of attention span without talking about what are the potential lures 
to change your focus of attention, right? I mean, it isn't like there's this thing and then it's like used up and so you start looking for something else, right? It's not like you have this this window of attention that's whatever number of seconds long and then you start looking for something else. What leads people to shift their attention has to do with how much they are attracted by some lure in their environment, whether it's an auditory lure, a visual lure, physical, whatever, you know. And, and, and the, the thing to think about about that, and it gets back to Art's example about the kid who will not stay with, a, you know, a, a, a chapter book who's a young reader, and that just seems really onerous to her or him, but that same kid will sit in front of a video game or something else where the things that are paying off attention come, first of all, initially a little more regularly, but come often enough that my attention remains with this, right? I, I, I think one of the big things that people talk about when they think about attention span as a fixed entity is they're just thinking about this as a capacity to sustain attention that then gets exhausted and now you look for something else. When actually what they're really talking about is distractibility, right? It's really not how long can you pay attention, but how easily are you distracted by something other than what you're paying attention to. That said, there, there is another element to distractibility, which is not all of the distractions come from the outside. Mm -hmm. and, and so one of the things that the human brain does is it, it tracks timing relationships, right? Because we, we, actually, <clears throat> we actually need to be able to predict things that are going to happen in the future. We have a variety of timing mechanisms in the brain. And, and one of the things that, that, that smartphones have done is to create an expectation that on fairly short timescales, 10 to 15 minutes, that, that there's something important that might be going on on your phone in that moment, and that it, it might be about time to check your phone. And, and so your attentional system is capable of interrupting you to, to point out that there's something else you might need to be doing right now. And, and that's why, for example, you know, um, I have a lot of meetings on my schedule. And somehow, after the meeting's been going on for about an hour, I'm often thinking, gosh, isn't it about time for my next meeting, right? And invariably, you look at your watch and it's five minutes to the hour, maybe five minutes after the hour. But, but you, you know, you get that timing relationship about right. You make that prediction about right. And in that situation, it's actually a benefit. It helps to keep me on schedule for the day. But, but if every 15 minutes, I'm also thinking, I, 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 there might be something on my phone, right? Then I'm going to pull my attention away from whatever task I was on because it feels like I ought to be checking my phone right about now. And so that actually can decrease that overall attention span because it can be really difficult to get absorbed into a particular task when your attentional system is constantly poking you on the shoulder, metaphorically, to say um, you ought to be doing something else right now. Yeah. We'll talk more about attention next week when Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke take on time and the brain and how to help yourself complete tasks. David Alvarez is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce two guys on your head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.